Metu Netur, Volume 1, The Great Oracle of Tahuti in the Egyptian System of Spiritual Cultivation. Chapter 12, Meditation in Ritual, The Means of Realizing Spiritual Growth. Beginning on page 166, starting with the section, The Components of a Meditation. Since the essential objectives of medication, the raising of consciousness and the supporting of the will depend on the rising of spiritual power, there are certain health principles that must be observed before undertaking a course of meditation. This aim at the life force, purifying its channels, equilibrating its model tees, nourishing it and optimizing the body's ability to relax. Tension impedes meditation by blocking the flow of the raw life force. These evolve special these involve special dietary observances, yogic exercises, breathing practices, living in harmony with harmony with the cycles of the body, etc. The principle involved is no different from the preparation for an athlete athletic contest. The first set of meditation, ninth sphere, involves going into a mediumistic trance with the objective of identifying with Ausar. For it is only through this action that we can lay the foundation for transcending our conditionings. We have already seen the importance of this procedure. The second set of meditations, sphere eight, involves going into mediumistic trance with the beliefs that there are to replace those incorrect beliefs that may block the way to achieving our goal. It is here that we open the way to allow the indwelling intelligence to extend its functions beyond the internal, mental, and psychological functions to the social aspects of our lives. The third set of meditations, seventh sphere, involves going into the mediumistic trance with the image of our person as the deity governing the situation, achieving and enjoying the goal that we are seeking. The fourth set of meditation, sixth sphere, aims at going into waking trance in order to oppose the conditionings that are opposed to the goal that we are seeking to achieve. We may find it necessary to repeat the first set of meditations once more again. The reason for this will be given later. The fifth set of meditations, the fifth sphere, aims at going into a waking trance to protect one's goal from outside obstructions. This is achieved by making a commitment to achieving one's goal without transgressions against others or by being willing to face the consequences amongst our peers if this has been done. The sixth set of meditations, the fourth sphere, aims at going into waking trance with the commitments to share the fruits of our accomplishments with others, regardless of our differences from them, and to maintain optimism in the face of setbacks and difficulties. It is here that the mundane goal is achieved. 
as it is said, it was done in six days and on the seventh day he rested. But in reality, it is not time to rest. During the first set of meditations, we invoked the spiritual powers for the sake of our mundane objectives. It is now time to realize that the demands of earthly life exist for the sake of forcing man to develop his spiritual powers. The seventh set of meditations, sphere three, aims at developing our spiritual power to the highest level that we are capable. The eighth set of meditations, second sphere, aims at intuiting the true significance of mundane objective that we achieve at the sixth stage. The ninth set of meditations, the first sphere, aims at fussing in the realizations of the past meditations into the realization of ourself as Ausar. The tenth set of meditations, zero above the tree, aims at realizing that the success of the meditations fundamentally involve manipulations of our spirit is due to the fact that our spirit is essentially unconditioned, no things. These 10 components of a meditation are the substance of the traditional Kabbalistic statement to the effect that all 10 spheres or deities must contribute to all of the undertakings in order for them to be able, for them to be of spiritual significance to us. Next section, the importance of trance. We have seen that trance is an essential component of spiritual transcendence. The possession of the ability to go into the trance at will and to function in the state is a skill that all people must possess. Many people are now experimenting with so-called techniques of accelerating learning, which mean, which when understood are all based on the induction of a mild state of trance. They have discovered that by studying in a mild state of trance, learning can be sped up two to 50 times. The political, economic, and military significance of this has not been lost to many nations that are secretly funding the development of these educational techniques. Imagine turning out a 20-year-old PhD in the most advanced concepts of nuclear physics who at 30 would have been the education and experience of a 60-year-old. Incidentally, it was through the use of such super or accelerated learning techniques and more that enabled the ancient black nations to forge in civilization way ahead of the Western and Eastern nations. The studious reader would have noticed that the segregative functions of the left side of the brain correspond to spheres two, five, and eight while the integrative functions of the right side of the brain correspond to spheres three, four, and seven. Spheres nine unifies seven and eight, six unifies four and five, and one unifies two and three. The sixth sphere also unifies all spheres of the tree. Of greatest importance to us at this point is the fact that while the left hemisphere of the brain is more concerned with the extroversions in consciousness, the right hemisphere is the introverter. 
Meditation, which is the process of introversion, relies heavily then on things that stimulate the right hemisphere to greater activity and deactivate the left hemisphere. This is achieved by concentrating on images and sensations which are possessed by the right side of the brain while engaging the left side with the chanting words of power. Since the left side of the brain deals with the verbal thinking, it can be deactivated by engaging it with words of power because the latter lack meaning. Repeating the word prevents the process of verbal thinking, which depends on the stringing together of different words. In addition to this, the word of power contributes to the realization of the meditation objective. The failure to understand this principle has been the cause for one of the greatest stigmas placed upon black people for thousands of years. The use of images in thinking and meditating in order to exalt the functions of the right side of the brain and thus introvert consciousness to bring about trance is the basis of the religious use of idols and hieroglyphs. It is the reason Kemet never abandoned the use of hieroglyphs for its religious and literary writings, while all of its civil records were written in phonetic script. The well-known concept that a picture is worth a thousand words in an allusion to the synthetical power of pictorial symbols. It is because of this that the comedic initiates called the hieroglyphic script the Seshmetutnetr. It's sacred writing. Its sacredness is due to its use in meditation and ritual. If, for example, I want to heal myself through meditations, instead of going into trance without a thought such as I am Ausar, the power to going the power to heal myself, I can chant the Hekka of Ausar, Ung, while visualizing my person holding a Uas as staff. See Appendix A, which symbolizes well-being and happiness. The string of meaningful words in the first example stimulates the left side of the brain, which by this very nature fights the internalization of consciousness. In the latter example, the right side of the brain is stimulated, therefore taking consciousness into the deeper recesses of consciousness, wherein reside the shaping forces of our behavior and psychological functions. This special use of hieroglyphs has escaped all Egyptologists who have treated hieroglyphs in the only way that their limited understanding has allowed them. Westerners who cannot help interpreting the comedic hieroglyph script on the basis of their use of language can do no better than to make the racist claim that it represents a primitive form of writing. The hieroglyph script is made up of one, a set of alphabetical symbols representing vowels and consonants, two, a set of non-alphabetical symbols that have been all lumped indiscriminately into a class of Egyptologists called determinate natives. Some indicate that the word represents a deity, others a person, etc. While some of these symbols clearly function in this capacity, 
Many of them are parts of what can be called the comedic right side of the brain symbol set. With this use of these, with the use of these symbols, which I have complied and explained in Appendix A, all the ideas can be put into words for meditation purposes, can instead be expressed pictorially, i.e. acted out in the spirit. Not only does this facilitate meditation, it eventually helps to unify the linking of the initiate by providing him with a wealth of synthetical symbols for the use of his fourth sphere faculty. This esoteric or symbolic function of hieroglyphs is under the domain of the goddess of wisdom, Shaset, also known as Sifhet, but related to the seven liberal arts, a female aspect of Tahuti. Tyros in comedic esotericism will be able to see the connection to magic. Here ends the reading on chapter 12. Meditation and ritual, the means of realizing spiritual growth.